everybody. Hello. Have we determined the name of this podcast? I thought we were doing Mr. Sister in the City, but I also thought like dating in the city was fun too. Um, (laughs) Even though neither of us are dating in the city. (laughs) No one has to know that. We could. Okay. So still up in the air. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So do you want to set the scene or shall I take over for this uh, I think you should I guess, actually pretext. for pretext and please feel free to jump in <laughs> so it's 1998 we are in Manhattan this is before everyone had phones plastered to their hands this is before social media this is even before can you believe Sarah Jessica Parker was a sex symbol or a household name. Fashion icon. Like, she had definitely done some stuff, but she did not have, like, the kind of, I guess, um, power that she ended up having at the end of all of it. Um, This is before Girls and um, all of the other shows that tried to emulate, like, female relationships. And this is before smoking (laughs) was outlawed in bars. This is before Bush. This is before Obama. This is before Lady Gaga. This is before before maybe same time as Britney Spears. But what we're trying to paint here is a very different world. It's when Friends and Frasier were at peak popularity. The Sexiest Man (laughs) Alive was Harrison Ford. Movies of the year were uh, There's Something About Mary, um, The Prince of Egypt, Mulan, The Truman Show. Um, And I think a bottle of Coca-Cola was only 89 cents. The top 10 baby names were Emily, Hannah, Samantha, Sarah, Ashley, Michael, Jacob, Matthew, Joshua, Chris, and Curveball, Topher. <laughs> oh, that is surprising, Yeah, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Serena and Venus Williams were at peak popularity, saying they could beat any man that was 200 or less. And this was when the Monica Lewinsky scandal was flaring and blaring and i think the most popular quote of the year was i did not have sexual relations with that woman from bill clinton himself amazing that was the time Um, so i guess what we're gonna do here is we're going to go through every single episode of sex in the city and we are going to kind of like dissect we are going to comment we are going to um we're just going to really like deep dive into like what sex in the city was and what it became and where the world was going and how it evolved with the show, what trends the girls might've even like brought into popular culture, what things are still famous uh, today because of some of the fashion trends, because of what the girls were drinking and doing, and just got kind of like really explore and analyze it a little further because we love the show. Totally. And um, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead too much, but in the opening credits, the the outfit that she finishes on, that ballet tutu, she got for $5 at a thrift store, but I I bet you knew that. Okay. I did. I remember hearing that years ago, and I think that, like, there were actually multiple outfits that they might have tried for that opening sequence, and um, 
Oh, wait. So that song, I think that I want to say I could totally be wrong, but I feel like the opening song is Coltrane, which is like a, maybe I'm wrong. Let's look this up right now. Sex and the City. Um, It's a jazz song because I've been places and I've heard it and I'm like, oh my God. And I never realized that that wasn't, oh no, I was totally wrong. And maybe... (laughs) It's specifically for this, uh, for the show. Weird. <laughs> Maybe not. I always um, think like the part that's like, um, little, 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 yeah. like the, sa- uh, not the saxophone, the xylophone player must've felt really cool. Cause imagine doing probably. that. I would feel really cool. Probably. Oh, I'm Laura. I'm Neva. The first episode is actually called Sex in the City which is really cool. I want to talk about everybody's hair in the pilot. Yeah. That was, like, surprising for me. Um, um, Carrie looks like a piano teacher. Like, I was like, what is going on here? She looks kind of rough. (laughs) (laughs) What's kind of interesting, though, is, like, where we end off on the series, not to jump to the sixth season but Carrie's hair ends up being like kind of around the same length like she has like an occasional curl in it so we kind of like do evolve back at some point to that hairstyle even though it's much darker in the intro episode like a full circle moment yeah but there is a little bit but it is much darker it's funny how it really looks like oh this is 1998 like Miranda's hair is very short and very red and there's no dimension to it and very severe yeah and I remember you said something to me um a few years ago that has always stuck with me that in the 90s there was no contour everything foundation was all kind of just laid across the face all in one color so like there was no dimension to people's faces which is why I think that everybody even though Jennifer Lopez looks amazing now I think that's why everyone always calls her out as like someone who has like basically like retroactively like um I don't know, like Youthified. herself. <laughs> yeah. Because in the 90s, like, everyone was covered with a layer of matte foundation. Yeah, like Claire and Danes. there wasn't any contouring. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I feel like um, as time goes on, has gone on, a lot of people from the 80s to the 2000s look a lot more youthful. I agree. So Charlotte starts off, like, with what looks like a bob. And um, that's kind of a hairstyle that she kind of continued throughout, like the length varies, but like, and a hairband would make an occasional appearance, but like more or less, I would say that her character stayed pretty consistent with her hair. Like it's Miranda and Carrie that had most of the weirdest, like evolving hairstyles. I thought that, and well, and the thing with Charlotte, that shorter haircut, I actually kind of like felt made her more of a person and more relatable than what she becomes like I felt like it made her seem like really cute and she wasn't as much of an archetype in the first episode she's almost more like a real person but I think that they still establish her in the first oh, season they do. or the first episode as the romantic, as like, the one who believes in yeah, love, the, the fairy tale. The one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, Samantha oh. looks amazing. I thought she looked amazing too. I was like, what a beautiful woman. But I felt as though she was wearing clip and extensions, and oh. they, it, that looked kind of ratty. 
I think that she um, looked the same age as the rest of the gals too, though, because in the in the future seasons, like I think that they want to make it more apparent that she's like their senior in some senses, and she has more like life under her belt. And um, oh, what do you see? Oh, hummingbirds right outside the window. Hello, Blair. Bruce needs to be removed. <laughs> It just came and like, oh, here, I'll let's sit back. It's just like there's a cobweb and it's like nipping at it. <laughs> How funny. Okay. Yeah, so it's true. You can't really tell the age difference. And um, I really, no, I felt, yeah. Know. Okay, so let's go through it because I'm, I'm wanting to jump ahead now. So now let's get into. Um, so why are there so many great unmarried women and not so many great unmarried men? <laughs> I don't know. This is like a question that I ask all the time. Like I have some girlfriends who are still looking for love and some who have only as of recently, like found, I guess their, um, their partners in life and their soulmates. And like, I don't know why it's taken this long and that much longer for, uh, the women to settle down. Whereas like, I feel like the men, um, either are declared bachelors or they (laughs) have found their partner. They're declared bachelors. Yeah. So I said this of a gentleman that we know that um, we found him a few years ago, a family member. And <laughs> and we found him. And so I was questioned, like, what? he doesn't have any children. And I said, I think he lives a bachelor lifestyle. Because when a man reaches a certain age and he's not married and has no children and he's dating around, he gets described as a bachelor. It's such an interesting phenomenon. There's a bachelor yeah, pad. There's a bachelor true. apartment, right? And then, and then there's a bachelor but then man. They have the Bridget Jones like syndrome. If you're a woman, and people are all afraid, they're worried and, like, for you. Yeah, like um, case in point, at our wedding recently, um, when we're walking around, one of my single friends was there with her parents, and like, you know, we were like exchanging pleasantries with the guests, and when we got to their side of the table, her father was like help her help her find a man like it seems to become the only like point of discussion that can happen anymore which is crazy considering like she's highly educated she's like self sufficient uh, sufficient and self-made and then like it seems to be like the only thing that becomes the priority which is very interesting people are really interested in romance and then at the flip side of that another guest at the wedding a man shows up but it's like he lives in australia he leads this life of of fun he's always hooking up with different girls and everyone's like this is amazing he lives such a spirited fun life good for him oh my god like he must be up to so many adventures and it almost makes him seem like he's I almost want to say like a gypsy just taking life for what it is and exploring the world and it's it's so so exciting so it's like why for him is it like ooh that's so fun but for her it's like ooh how sad yeah and you can totally do that if you're a girl but I think at one but point, then people it like, seems prostituting are like okay enough like let's get serious totally totally like oh she's a bad girl she's not a good girl she's up to no good which kind of brings to the next point about yes um, i think i know where you're going with this um forget about marriage and have a good time right it's like or like have be like a man right 
Mm, yes, that? that. so that's like the article that Carrie's writing on the... Yeah. Am I hearing an airplane? Yeah. <laughs> I guess like it's made known Carrie is a writer. She is a columnist and uh, the column that she's working on in episode one. A s- sexual anthropologist. <laughs> a sexual anthropologist. Which I love hearing that description. <laughs> and... Um, and she is writing an article about women having sex like men. Yeah. So um, the whole episode kind of explores like this concept. And yeah. um, well, and does it actually allow you to have more control of your life? Right. As you mentioned, like Carrie starts off by like talking to the camera, but not only Carrie, like we jump into some other characters. Like I think this might have been big oh, in the season rock climbing one too. Man. Yeah, and like I haven't watched season one for a long time, but we have like several other characters that are making little cameos and comments to the camera. Um, I know it made me wonder. Like, were they supposed to be consistent characters, and people are just know. like, and like test audiences were like. We didn't connect with them. <laughs> I don't know. And it also started with, like, um, the episode kicks off, in fact, with, like, a little, like, um, what's the montage? word? No, a montage, but, like, uh, uh, no, like, when you have a... Fable, like tale, a, moral of a story. Not, like, a myth, because it's real. What is the word that I'm looking for here? theory (laughs) no it's like something that you would study in school like it's a case study case study okay so you can cut that other shit out okay so it's gonna be so there's a case study and it's about um a brit meeting an american in new york city like i forgot about that entirely yes so like we don't again i don't yeah I don't know if, like, this happens, in, again, in any of the other episodes. Um, urban legend. Yeah, like an urban myth, but it's not because in the end, she's sitting with Carrie telling her this. So yeah. um, we start off with this woman, and she, like, meets so a man. So pretty, yeah. Beautiful, like, British woman. She meets him at an art gallery, and they, like, really hit things off. And then... Um, he takes her to see houses. Yeah. He talks about having a baby. Like, the ring is, like, you know, nearing the the, the finger. finger. <laughs> it is happening. She's going to meet the parents. And then he calls her and tells her he needs to take a rain check. And then she never hears from him again. So, like, right off the bat, we're... Um, and I would say that this is not, like, far off point. Like, my girlfriend told me a story the other day about meeting a guy mm. online. And um, she met him in the rain and she like took all this time to prepare herself was feeling excited it was like a setup through her aunt and then the only offering he gave her at the end of it was a kinder surprise (laughs) she never saw him again (laughs) how long was this going on for what do you mean the only offering at the end did they go on a date yes this was the date they sat in the rain and then he offered her a kinder surprise (laughs) that was it to which i asked is it the kind that had a toy in in the middle and the answer was yes wow how old was your friend my age how old was the guy 35 what a loser. 
I have to say, like, I was horrified and I found it very comical. Um, so anyways, as we're going through, like, some, so basically, like, we, um, the word toxic bachelor is used and like we see some of these characters starting to show themselves um as you mentioned neva like on the climbing wall we see one we see one at the gym his name is capote duncan i wrote yeah. a note saying i know him question mark i had to I look him up wrote that too yes because he looked almost like the one of the guys from the surfer dude cast who like plays one of a, a skewed version of Matthew McConaughey. He also reminded me of Mike Douglas. Michael oh yeah, Douglas totally. In a way. But you kind Who? of got the region correct because he's from Big Little Lies. He's Laura Dern's husband. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. That's it. So we see him for a second. At the time I saw him, I was like, okay, is he just an extra? But no, he that makes was a, my an appearance. Feeling too. I was like, I know that man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And then we see a met, we see Miranda and what I love about Miranda is it says Miranda Hobbs Esquire. <laughs> this is how she is introduced. And then we see Skipper Johnston. Okay. I just want to say when I first saw him I was like, "Oh, it's fucking Scooter." And I was like, "Oh right, it's it's skipper not scooter i really don't like him he really gives me the heebie-jeebies i don't get it and i guess that's why he's gone well yeah which is kind of interesting that it seems like they were going to try and make him like a reoccurring character because i never realized well since i saw it many years ago that Carrie is the one that introduced him to Miranda. I thought I it was just like a Miranda connection. I thought so too. And he's very Steve-ish. Like I would, I hope that few in the series, he has been like, no chemistry. Yeah. I hope that somebody like says that, I hope someone points out, Hey, remember you dated this guy? Hey, Steve looks like Scooter. Yeah. I mean like Skipper, Skipper. but with short hair. <laughs> So Skipper is a software developer. No, he's a website creator. And um, then we go to the next scene. So we're, Can I say something, yeah. though? Like, that just shows you. So while Steve and Skipper are very physically similar, yeah. it's all about the attitude. So Steve, may, right. which we'll get to later, makes her feel comfortable. He's funny. Whereas Skipper is is like... If Skipper was something tangible, he'd be like a wet noodle that like <laughs> that like touched your hand and you're like, well, bug feelings. It's funny, though, because even in episode one, like they're trying to say about Miranda that like she um, she has like no interest in someone who's going to be like nice to her. She wants yeah, an asshole. Nice, like, or I guess disingenuous. And like, as time goes on, I guess because I feel like I know her so well now after all this time, I feel like she has such a soft side. I like, agree. that it took so long to actually like get to the root to. But like, I think that she actually is like dare I say, one of the softer characters, but it's hard yeah. to, like, because they're always trying to make a point that she's, like, the, she's, hard. like, the intense worker, uh, working woman, and she's so uh, self-sufficient that, like, of course, she has to be hardened by, like, 
love and kindness, which I think is not her character in the end at all. Yeah, I agree. So, interesting how that evolves. Um, Oh, I also (laughs) want to point out that uh, I think that Carrie's bedroom is different in episode one. Oh, God, I didn't notice that. (laughs) Just a side note. Okay, so... That's interesting. Let's cut to... We are at a... 30-something birthday party and they're like <laughs> it looks really like laugh it looked so nice <laughs> i know it was like there were like chinese um like umbrellas in their drinks which were i think cosmos i'm assuming which became famous on the show i believe drag queens served them to them oh that's but right i yeah. don't think but i th- feel like it was like an asian themed restaurant so it is unclear what this restaurant what this is. birthday was yeah who <laughs> what is going on here i don't quite know um and then we cut to stanford so okay that we get made a, me happy yeah we yeah. get stanford right in episode one i he always forget, dating a model yeah. yeah i always forget that he was a talent agent. yes i was yes. like oh, what that's his job oh yeah i always yeah. kind of feel like he's a jobless person who's floating around in great outfits he is but, just kind of floating around yeah and so Wilts, they are um, sitting for lunch at a cute little eatery uh, downtown, it looks like. Um, yeah. Also, I have a question mark saying, how old is Carrie? <laughs> she keeps saying she's 31. Oh. Or she said it. She was like, I wrote that down. She was like, um, 31. She oh said something God. about being 31. And I was yeah, like, huh. we're at oh, a 30 because at the, because at the end of the website, we're doing, um, she's like, I've never been in love to big. And she's, and she's like, and I'm 31. She was like, I wasn't in love at 24. I was in love at 27 and I'm not in love at 31. I, she says that. What is this? This is, this is in the limo. She just says it. Yeah. Oh, so, um, so anyways, they spot her ex, Kurt Harrington. Ugh. So Carrie goes and flirts. Stanford is very adverse to this situation. And she is smoking in the restaurant. Yeah. So that is very 1998. Very 1998. Her and Stanford's chemistry is really good. You just it see is. the juxtaposition between yeah. her and, um, Skipper. <laughs> I really hate yeah, Stanford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work at all. And then her and Stanford, all. you're like, those two aren't friends, but her and Stanford. Yeah, instant chemistry. Total, mm-hmm. They like, you can just tell they've known each other forever. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to like create with Skipper, trying to create a character that was like, like you do not for one second understand how him and Carrie are linked. No. Like it doesn't make sense. Like maybe they met at summer camp or something. Yeah. Like they're old camp friends. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make no. sense. So Carrie decides to test her theory about if she can sleep with someone like a man. Yeah. So yeah, have sex and, without feeling, as Samantha calls it. Yes. Right. And her and Kurt sleep together. And this time she decides that she's going to do things on her terms. Um, but the question is, can she do it? Because we know that Carrie has like a strong moral compass. <laughs> Yeah. Even though, like, it's not always totally, like, even though I feel like she often strays from, like, I guess the virtues that she hopes to set in place, like, I think that she, she, um, she does have, like, a moral compass. She's and, not a one-night stand and, kind of girl. 
right? Is that what you're trying she, to say? I think she does, but I think that I think that she she realizes that like she cannot do that isn't who she is. Like and um so also I can't even believe that in episode one, like I haven't seen this for so long, but I didn't realize that her and Big literally bumped into each other on the street. I didn't know that that's how it happened either. Yeah, like she skips out of her meeting with um, Kurt as usual. Her she's always meeting skipping. Meeting makes it sound like it's a. So she sleeps with Kurt or she does yeah. sexual stuff with him. She leaves his apartment <laughs> and as yeah. at r- the second she leaves his apartment, she bumps into. She like drops. She's feeling like real good about herself. Like, oh, I did it. Yeah, I, I yeah. had sex without feeling. And then she like drops all of her purse. And then Big helps her yes. pick stuff up. Like the classic '90s move where the girl drops her books in the library, and then then the guy yes. like helps her pick up the book, and they touch hands. Yeah, and they like have a moment. She like looks back over her her shoulder. He's still kind of like bemused by her and like who this little you know this little twig um, is. little pixie is yes <laughs> and then i have another question mark about who is skipper and why is he meeting with carrie and where did he go because after that scene she meets up with him in a diner <laughs> anyways not into that at all as we've clearly already established Ugh. So then she says to him that she's going to hook him up with her friend, Miranda. So sad. And this is when I'm, like, really not seeing the connection happening here. Like, nice try, writers. (laughs) But she tries to hook them up, which is such a mismatch. But they're going to meet at a club called Chaos. Do you want to talk about Chaos a little? Go for it. Okay. Oh, also, I have a note that Carrie looks amazing during this diner meeting. Like, her hair is up. And um, I just like what they're doing there. I feel like it's a better version of what was happening at first. Yeah, she looks really Um, haggard in the episode. I also want to say, like, I did not wait for the... I should have watched the credits, and I I should look into this, and we can talk about it on episode two, but I don't know if Patricia Field... Like, I think she must have been doing it from season... From episode one, but there was not really any really notable fashions. Like, there wasn't really anything like that aspire... Like, nothing to aspire to, nothing to inspire, really. Yeah, you're right. Like, it was pretty basic. I feel that, too, yeah. So, like, I do think she was on it from the beginning, but... um, Also, I feel like there's, like, a big push to be quite edgy. Like, Carrie says the word pussy. That surprised me. (laughs) I wrote that down. Like, she never speaks like that, In from what I recall. No, yeah, I wrote down, Carrie says pussy. I was like, because when it happened... Yeah, I, like, I say, Carrie says pussy, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> to Skipper. Like, it perplexed Skipper. me, because that's not the we don't Carrie know that we Carrie. really know. Yeah, and Skipper's like, I hate that no, word. Like, Carrie's edgy, but... <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> Shut up, Skipper. Um, but... I hate Skipper. So I guess before we go to chaos, we should, we, um, we like go over to Charlotte, who's, um, going on a date with Capote, the one that we said was from Big yeah. Little Lies. Yes. The, and she played the and, night um, perfectly. She did, but, and she says to the girls, um, 
she does not believe in having sex like a man. So right away, like we're hearing from Charlotte that like this is her position. She's like much more in interested in the romantic like damsel in distress yes like full happily classic i guess boy meets girl yes exactly so um so now we cut back to chaos and we're with miranda and skipper (laughs) sitting at the bar and this is one of the weirdest sequences i've ever seen so Carrie, I believe she is um, she is narrating this, and she's saying la creme de la creme of New York City are at chaos, and they pan around the room, and it looks like quite a disheveled yeah. crowd. Miranda sips on what looks like a lime martini, and so does Skipper. Like it's oh, like with there's a wedge hair. of lime on a martini yeah. glass. Yes, with her very severe red hair. And um, they look like... She's like... <laughs> I said, it looks like they're sitting at the club from the movie The Mask. <laughs> the Coco Bongo? <laughs> like the Copo... Copa Coco Cabana. Bongo? Yeah, the Coco Bongo. <laughs> <laughs> so now Carrie is making an appearance at Chaos. Everyone's at Chaos this night, I guess. I guess it's not just them on a date. Everyone's making an appearance. So Carrie then bumps into Kurt from earlier in the afternoon. I wrote down ghoulish, villainish. (laughs) And she's really put off because he makes a remark to her about like how he's like excited about her new approach. You get it now. You You get what I want now. Because that's what I wanted. Right. And she's like really not no it's like it's not because she thought she was in control but then he like (laughs) took the power right back that's like i wrote out of control control. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and then one of the most one of the best moments especially for like a multi like a long time fan and viewer like this is Mr. Big is like in the crowd, and Samantha is the one that points him out, and and Ugh, um, so embarrassing. He's the next Donald Trump, eek, and says, "I always remember that, so I always feel like that's who he's supposed to be on the show." Whenever I watch it, I'm like, "Oh," but like, it's funny because like now that we are in this day, like current yeah. state of the world with like Donald Trump as the current president of 2018 20 years after the show um started like I think it's really interesting because people often talk about like how well Alec Baldwin (laughs) how like people like always felt like Donald Trump was like quite outlandish and like he wasn't like the toast of the town he was more like on the outskirts of like the I guess the um a list yeah so i think it's interesting because like mr big the outskirts of the a list (laughs) yeah like he always wanted in and he had a lot of money to spend but i don't know if people like loved him even then so i think it's intriguing oh yeah like candace bergen who went to school with him oh i did not university of pennsylvania um I love and he her. he was like, it would hit on her and she like wouldn't pay any attention to him. She's quite a beauty. Um, but yeah, so Samantha says, if you're not going to hit on him, I will. And um, she goes over with her cigar. Yeah. Like a D in her mouth. So she, 
She, yes. Okay, now we cut to the next scene. <laughs> yes, because Samantha, I feel like we're always trying to show how Samantha's just like one of the guys. Yeah, um, but I found her performance so now, in episode one lacked the usual zest and charm that she brings to the table. There was something tacky yeah, I think about there, it. There was like a, there a was, darkness. Which, like a desperation. Yeah, it wasn't as charming and I, I didn't love it as much as I usually do. Especially um, the Capote duncan part which we'll get to Ugh. yeah and like i think that like you know fair enough like we know that like when an epi- when a new show is like getting its legs like it can be like really confusing the characters typically do evolve and like people like fucking skipper get kicked off thank, thank god. god but like i think people, that like, like fucking skipper we- get kicked off <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, overboard, you, you're man, overboard. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we don't, we don't see like the same characters as we get to know. Like as time goes on, like we definitely have seen like a major improvement as time has gone on. Yeah. Thank God. Um. So yeah. So now we cut to Charlotte and Capote. They're exiting. So their date is at the Met. It's like they've just gone to a gala. She is wearing like a long gown. dress, a long gown, like a backless. Like I want to say it has a she- champagne colored. Yeah, with like a sheen to it or some kind of iridescentness. I feel it's like what I wore to my grade five Christmas <laughs> choir. <laughs> performance with and i wore slicked back gel hair it looks like liquid it has like a liquid texture just like she did it does have a liquid texture. it was the look then it was the look we all wanted it we all wanted everybody want she was dressed like champagne (laughs) (laughs) like a champagne flout um so he like gives her a kiss and she says she has to go you know she's trying to play it all right and um so he says, what are you doing next weekend? And she makes a comment like, well, having I'm dinner with, with you. you right? Yeah. <laughs> having dinner with and, you. When she and gets then um, like the narration or she says like she feels or Carrie's like she feels like she played it really well. Like um, it's the best performance she's had to date or something <laughs> like that. Some bullshit like that. <laughs> and then... I love this, actually. I thought it was great, even though I saw it coming. But I know. Capote kind of, like, gives this, like, quizzical look to himself, like, hmm, I should still be going out. And he hops into the cab with her, and the taxi driver's like, where are you headed, miss? And she's like, Upper East Side. And he's like... Two stops. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there will be two stops, and lo and behold... He heads to chaos where the rest of the night is unfolding for the rest of the gang. I know. That was so weird. It's like he couldn't wait for her to take off and like get into the next taxi. He had to be that transparent about it. Yeah. I guess the audience had to see that. I don't know. I guess I don't know what kind of point they're making like that should because like is Charlotte being punished for not having sex like a man? <laughs> like because she played well, it like also, that's another reason to not for things to work out like you cannot win regardless i think like i think okay it almost to me my gut reaction is dating should be impulsive instead of c- 
controlled you can never can control anything just like carrie thought she'd be more in control by having sex like a man but hey charlotte you're also not in control by stifling the moment if you feel compelled to be with someone be with someone don't set up all these rules and restrictions and think that if you follow the rule book that it's magically going to happen for you which she did for so many years yeah Um, until she finally met someone but yeah like um, sometimes it's worth breaking the rules for there's not this rigid there's not this rigidity to love it's not like there's no certainty to it yeah so we're seeing that like goody two-shoes charlotte is like you know still subject to idiot yeah yeah and (laughs) not like having things pan out like when she did did the opposite of what the other girls said and then the other girls also like feel like they are not in control and disappointed by not like you know seeing the results that they hope for by like trying to be in control yeah so which leads me to us to samantha Samantha. i wrote down embarrassed for samantha (laughs) Um, and then I wrote, oh my God, Samantha went home with Capote Duncan. And then I wrote, look, wrote, Samantha looked miserable and sad when he said he had to get up early, which surprised me from Samantha because the Samantha she evolves into, you know, and then she like flipped the switch and looked coy and fun with it. Like, I have to get up early too. But her first reaction looked there was a sadness there and I was like ah this is us showing the what Samantha's been subjected to and where the brokenness comes from and why she then flips to the other side yeah because she's been I guess that's true dealt with so much bullshit with men yeah I guess that we can look at it that way as like maybe it isn't like just a total shift of character it is like in that moment she's kind of like you know I'm not doing this anymore like and then she becomes the one who is always actually detached yeah exactly but i say samantha makes a play for big so she takes that goddamn cigar because he's like i all i do is smoke cigars and then you see her puffing away frantically and then i write he doesn't take the bait Which interested me. I was like, huh, class act. So if he was dating someone. And I thought, who is he? Yeah. If if, he, if someone's hitting on him and he's in a relationship, he won't, he doesn't like, you know, fall for the cheesy, tacky girl. So I respected that I, about him. Yeah. I'm excited to get to know him again from the beginning. Because like, I think I know who he is now all these years later, but like, I don't know who he was in the beginning. Like, I'm interested to see how they paint him right from the beginning. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. And then we have Miranda. I, okay, I shouldn't say it like that because I do love Miranda. Well, I wrote down, which is something that uh, me and him always talk about, Mm. is that Miranda's so nasty. She has such a nasty personality. Because she's like... But then she goes after him and makes out with him. I know. What do you mean she's so nasty? Like, like I just, mean-hearted? It just, makes me, it just makes me wonder what her father was like. Which we never really find out, we do we? We never find out about any of their parents. We find out a little bit about her mother is sick Her mother, some that's point. and sister, and that's the only people we ever meet. I'm so intrigued. Okay, and now the final sequence, which is fantastic. So 
Carrie is like looking for a cab. The night is like getting on. She's afraid that she's going to have to walk home and then a limousine. I would have just walked home. <laughs> then a limousine pulls up and big rolls down the window. Wait a minute though, before you say that, it's yes. like murderer. I know, that's what I was right? thinking. I was like, oh my God, I would not have gotten to that car. So I guess goodbye, long-term abusive relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, like they really only had exchanged a couple glances. There was no real conversation at any point. There was like one, one exchange on the street when she was like skipping out of, uh, Kurt Harrington's and then, and then this, and he goes, do you think well, she smelled like sex when she was on the street and bumped into him? And that's why maybe he and actually cigarettes. did think she was a prostitute. Cigarettes and sex. And he says, well, get in for Christ's sakes. <laughs> and then Carrie tells him. Such a 90s thing to say. <laughs> she tells him she's a columnist. And um, a sexual anthropologist. <laughs> and um, this is what I do for a living. And he's like, what, prostitution? Oh, right, right. Yeah, he's like quite edgy right away. Yeah. And condescending, actually. He's so old Hollywood, though. He's so Richard Gere. He's so just like. Richard Gere. <laughs> that romance star from the movie. Cary Grant. <laughs> Richard Gere. Yeah. <laughs> One of those guys. And then um, Frank Sinatra. And then what leads him to saying this line that he says? So, um, oh, I know it. So she goes, so she goes, I've never been in love. And then she knocks on the window and she goes, have you ever no, been no, in no, love? No, 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 wait, 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 goes, don't say that. Wait, that, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Because uh, she says uh, something that prompts him to say, I get it. You've never been in love. What does she say, though? What does she say that makes him say that? Because she, like, what is the conversation that's unfolding? Like, that she, like, is okay being away from the person? I just, I wrote down. Wait, don't say the best I wrote down sexual anthropologist. I'm not getting in. She gets in, but what if it's a murderer? Sexual anthropologist. And then, um, what, like a... Like a hooker? That's what he says. He says hooker. What, like a hooker? And then then I wrote down women that have sex like So maybe men. that's what she tells him. And then he's saying, like, you can and be so that think, detached. And she's like, well, you're not kind of thing. And then he's like, I get it. You've never been in love. Which, like, this, like, rocks her world. And <laughs> the, the car stops. And you can see that she has this, like, revelation moment. And... And um, before he leaves, Carrie goes, yeah. And that's when she's like 24, 27, 31. And asks, have you ever been in love? And that's when Big says, say it. Uh, say it at the same time. Okay, one, two, three. Absolutely. Uh, so say it at the same time. Okay, one, two, three. Absolutely. Why did you do that? You ruined it. Because you're pausing. Okay, so now we're going to... Okay, now I want to talk about like our theories on on all of this. And like, and then we have to wrap it up because then I have to go out. So, um, so do you think that women can have sex like men? 
I do, but I think it depends what the circumstances. I always picture like a blonde girl in like a striped shirt who's like kind of like drinks beer and is like one of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> what, like Amy Schumer? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> who's like, I'm fine with it. I don't care. I'll smith. I feel like if it's like if it's like just a chance encounter and like someone you don't know, then sure. Yeah. But like if someone that you have a sentimental attachment to, then I think probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think we always hope that there's more to it than that. Like, exactly. And it's going to lead to something at least, right? In most yeah, cases. Yeah. Unless you're not really interested in them. Um. Okay, so Jackie from Wisconsin wrote in, and she says Uh that... We have some questions, everyone. She says, Dear Mr. Sisters in the City, I have been dating my boyfriend, Ben, for two years, and last week he asked me if I wanted to have an open relationship. What should I do? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is a recipe for disaster. Okay, let me say this. Whenever I've said something like, oh, I want to have an open relationship, it's because I didn't want to be in the relationship anymore. So... Yeah, because you want to break up with the person, but you don't want to say, I want to break up with you. You want to break up with the person, but you don't want to say it. You want to be friends with them still. You don't want to hurt them. But it's actually worse to say that. It's actually worse. It's hurtful. And no one ever comes to the same conclusion at the same time. It's never a mutual thing where two people decide on the same day, hey, let's be in an open relationship. It's usually one party who wants to be and the other person loves them so much that they go along with it. Right. But it's just really sad for the person who didn't want it. It's... And it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. Yeah, 100% not a good idea. Sorry, Jackie. Not a good idea. It'll end up in hurt. So if if you really love the person, you should love yourself more, Jackie. (laughs) And you should (laughs) get rid of Ben. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of plays into the fleetingness of our culture right now, how... um, we're on social media. There's 15 second Insta- Instagram stories. We're multitasking. We're doing we're doing Facebook while we're watching TV. We can't focus. We can't focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and your boyfriend has the same thing. You're not fulfilling him in some way. So they need to have an get rid honest of conversation about what it yeah. really means. What it really don't means. don't be fooled by his question. The rocks that he got. Yeah, exactly. He's Ben, and he's the worst. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Mr. Sisters in the City. Please send in your relationship questions and um, we'll give you advice. How do people send them? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, You can... (laughs) We'll make an Instagram called Mr. Sister. Um, We'll tell you on the next episode. We'll have this in order. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.